I, I'm assuming we're on at this point. Like, we do this every single goddamn time we do this damn thing, so we must trust it works. That's twice for yeah. So, um, welcome to the Something Wicked Studios, Wicked Awesome Cast, second annual second founders an meeting, second annual founders <laughs> meeting. If that's what we're going with, yeah. Uh, we're broadcasting this on Mixler for catching the archive for it. Prepare to hear me and Jeff uh, yell at traffic a bunch, some GPSing in the background, and some other stuff that comes with driving. Uh, yeah, it's a live show, though. If you're tuning in live, welcome. You're in for about an hour of us talking about anything we drive by and just kind of catching up. Uh, we are going to a Guar concert. We are driving to Worcester, Mass. Um, Worcester, Mass. ain't great in some ways, <laughs> so I suspect the closer we get to Worcester, the more, well, what the fuck. Additionally, uh, Halloween shenanigans are afoot, so... Yeah, it, it, this podcast is being recorded on Halloween weekend, which I don't think either me or Jeff really realized when we said, oh, let's go to a Guar show on fucking Halloween. Why not? Well, which, like, the most Halloween show you can, like you can go to. The the band we are going to see is going to be wearing costumes. Yeah, quite literally. Or is that just their skin? I don't know. I I don't fucking know at this point, man. But yeah, so also because this is again, uh, we are in a car during this one. Last time we did this we were in New Hampshire where the drivers are a little bit more forgiving and this time we are in the heart of fucking Boston where, so if I start cursing or extreming extreme, uh, screaming extreme expletives, uh, You'll know why. Yeah. Um, People that drive like assholes. Yep. And so for I'm going to kick this thing off with something I've been holding in all day and wanting to talk about, but been saving for this, which is last night I went and saw a Rocky Horror Picture Show for the first time ever, and Charlie. You, you, you literally have been bursting to talk about this. Yes. All goddamn day. Too. Yeah, a little bit. So. I get there, and my friend was playing in the play, which is why I was going to support my friend, and I'd never been to Rocky Horror Picture Show, and the thing that I wound up realizing I wasn't prepared for is everyone, or it's very easy to tell from like just the box art, the sexuality that the movie is going to be laying down. No one prepared me for how much science fiction that movie was going yeah, to be. I that movie not, goes some places, yeah. yeah. I, I was not anticipating things like lasers. So for those not familiar with the... Um, Rocky Horror Picture well, Show. Not the Rocky Horror Picture that's, that's a movie. Rocky Horror, when performed, is an event, if you will. Yes. And I, I use event with a capital E, maybe even a capital V-E. <laughs> maybe all caps. I, so uh, your your mileage may vary, your quality may vary, but typically it's some kind of lip-syncing thing done in front of the show or done in front of a projection of the movie. Then sometimes they put stuff up into the path of the beam, sometimes they don't. I've seen a couple different versions over the years. There's a special place in my heart for the truly garbage productions because really at that point they're train wrecky and fantastic yep. and at the same time the higher well or done ones ain't so bad too but it's kind of the spirit of the movie a little bit as well because the yeah. movie's very low budget yes <laughs> um, it's one of those kind of cult classics taken to a cult classic extreme or logical extent depending on how you want to think of it I, LA is real big into Rocky Horror I think we have like I think of them as competing ongoing like Every goddamn Friday they do Rocky productions. I keep getting told it's not in the spirit of Rocky. 
like that. That's it's. They're not competitions. They're sister productions or brother or sibling productions. I, I personally enjoy the concept of ongoing cult things competing with each other. Yep. Because I want to go to a Rocky off. <laughs> that would be pretty fantastic. Yeah. But, um, let me say. Yeah, so it was a ton of fun. Oh, also things that happened at this. So I'm going to I'm going to talk about this as if every person listening to this has lived under a boulder and never heard of Rocky Horror Picture Show or the concepts that go with it. And one of them is... Because to be fair, that's your experience. Like, you, yeah. you, you knew of its existence, you knew it's a thing that was out there, but like... So some of the stuff yeah. I did know going into it that um, is worth worth mentioning for anyone who doesn't know all this is the moviegoers yell at the screen. Yeah. And there is almost like a script for the moviegoers that you can only really learn by going, going to it. And if you yell at the screen and you say something that isn't on script... They will fucking cuss you out and yell at you and extreme at you for being a virgin. Um, Where's the best place to fuck? Uh, oh, I guess I missed one. Fuck the back. <laughs> fuck the back. I, at least in my impression, my experiences have been that it's the same for, it's the same ones everywhere. You may have gotten a one-off production. Yep. No. It's got some rogue elements. I mean, the honest answer is I wish I sat closer... Or, I didn't know because they weren't in the crowd when I first entered and took my seat. I wish I had sat next closer to the quote unquote Transylvanians because it was very hard to understand what they were saying and sure. best I could tell the stuff they were saying was fucking hilarious. Yeah. Um a lot of stuff they have is really funny. One that stands out to me is uh was it? Janet's on the left, Rocky's on the right, but who's the dick in the middle? Yeah. And it was a the the scene has just been shot with the two the actor and the actress on the far left and right of the screen and just a statue of David in the center. Uh, with his junk hanging out. So yeah, dick um, in the middle. Yep, dick in the middle. Um, but uh, they also, the people who are going to the film have stuff that they throw at the actors. Um, there was a point in the play, production where someone in the front row took out Silly String and just started hosing down the actor and actress playing Brian and, or, well, I guess it's actress and actress playing Brian and Janet. Um... In this particular production, I think there was probably two males total. One were they was, selling throw bags when you were waiting to get in? They were. Okay, yeah, that's yes. a typical thing. Um, I They offered me. I would have been happy to give them money, but I would have not known what the hell to do with said offer. Yeah. Um, and they really threw me for looks. So they're like, would you like to buy this? It's shit. You get to throw it as halfway through it. Um, and they're in brown paper bags. I'm like, I think I'll pass. And... Then, um, halfway through the production, uh, when they have, or at the beginning of the production, they have the director come out and say a whole bunch of stuff about the, the movie, and I'm like, and they're like, please don't throw actual shit at us. I'm like, what the fuck's in the bag? <laughs> <laughs> it just takes one time. Yeah. So. Just one time. Yep. So, did that, um, but so, getting through this story, I first arrived there, and... This is a little, it's, it's at a college, it, my friend's going to said college, it's a little, you know, college production. And I'm on my way in, they go, have you seen this movie before? And they've got two girls working the front in uh, fishnets and night, or uh, uh, corsets, or whatever it is. And um, It's my kind of crowd. Yeah, no, definitely. This is not a movie that is hard on the eyes when it comes to the actors. And, and at the same usually. time, it kind of is. And at the same time, it kind of is. Okay, that's fair. But, um, so they asked me, have you seen this 
this movie before and I go, no, or I'm super hesitant. I'm like, I feel like this is a trick. It is. I know it's a trick. And I'm like, you know what? No, I haven't. And she goes, okay. Um, and she takes out a thing of lipstick and she paints on my left cheek. I don't know. For all I know, she drew a dick on my face. That's typically I can't what they see, do. I can't see my own face. And it's not there today if it makes you feel better. It does, because I can really tell. Because uh, one of the things I walked away from this going, because that night I got home and I started scrubbing my cheek, realized I'm like, if she used waterproof lipstick, I hope she knows that guys like me, just in general, don't have makeup removed. Just hitting it with sandpaper and acetone, <laughs> just being like, why won't this die? <laughs> That's pretty much exactly accurate. <laughs> Honey, we got 40 grit. <laughs> Um, Where do we keep the grit? You know, the rocks. You know, just give me a red brick and I'll grind my face off. <laughs> Man, shit. <laughs> Dumbness. So they do that and then they go through the crowd and they're like, are there any, or they start the production, they do a whole speech about like, you know, this is the play, there's going to be an intermission, blah, blah, blah. Uh, we're going to be having the virgin ceremony. And they're like, okay, virgins, uh... We're going to send all of our Transylvanians out to the crowd, and they're going to find you all. And I was sitting in the middle row. They and found you. They No, they didn't. Oh. I, I volunteered myself because I knew oh. my friends who are huge Rocky people would fucking give me shit for forever <laughs> if I didn't do this. Yeah. Um, like, you fucking dodged it, you fucking pansy-ass motherfucker. <laughs> um, which ways? 93, do I need to get over lane? Um, you can't go that way. You can only go... Oh, this away. There's the thing now. Yeah. Well, this is also Australia. I just didn't know if we Uh, no. You, but you can't. You have to follow all this train wreck. Awesome. Um, so, not an actual train wreck, just Boston traffic. So they get up there and they're like, "Okay, everyone." Uh, they. I'm gonna call them the trainees because that's what they call themselves, and yep, it's shorter than the Transylvanians. So the trainees all come out, and only one of them, I believe, was a male, and the rest of them are female. Which, whatever, don't care. And they all come out with weapons. And they have all of us virgins down the line. They give us a microphone. They're like, say your name and like one thing about yourself. And I am, I mean, I'm on a goddamn podcast. Talking in front of crowds, or, and I play music live. Talking in front of crowds is not something I'm afraid of in the slightest. <laughs> not at this point, anyway. Yeah. And everyone, very like, I'm Sarah. Like, and they just, or no one can see it, but I just hand my hand, held my hand out as if offering a microphone to Charlie instantly. Hi, I'm Jeff from Sunwick Studios. Yeah. I was like, hi, I'm Jeff, and I'm from New Hampshire. Um, and the crowd thought that was kind of funny. I was like, I'm not going to steal the show completely. And in hindsight, I wish I'd gone, hello, I'm Jeff, and I'm going to tell you a little something about myself in the form of song. Oh, no. And then just pass the mic to the person to my right. <laughs> the bumping oh. sound you're hearing is Jeff hitting my phone because he's being all expressive with I his know, hands. I I'm, know. I'm talking. My Italian side's coming out and trying to t speak to We everyone. don't make fun of your half-Italianness ever, do yeah, we? Yeah, no. Um, but so the girl next to me, uh, at the, as they're all out and they're like handing out, or they have weapons and whatnot, and a lot of them have balloons and some of them have nothing. And the girl next to me goes, I'm really nervous about this. And I go, well, legally they can't harm us. So I don't think there's anything to worry about. She's like, I've heard a lot of crazy stuff about this. I'm like, you have? Well, now you're starting to freak me out because I've heard nothing about this. And she's like, oh, really? I'm so sorry. I'm like, no, no, no I'm screwing with you. We're going to be fine. It's going to be fun. Don't worry. And she, it, or, and that was pretty much the last interaction with her, but she was clearly very 
nervous about this whole thing. Jeff benefits from having a friendship with me, which has prepared him just to kind of yeah. roll, roll with this with shit. It. And this is also one of these things of like, one, I know my friends are going to be giving me shit. Two, I know I'm going to have more fun if I just say yes. Yeah. Like, if you just say yes, like, fuck it, I'm embracing this. You know what? Okay, you guys put a bra on me. Whatever, fuck it. Like, put this gas mask on, we're going in. Yeah, but, something but, like but that. just put it on, let's do this. And it turns out, oh my god, dude, the gas mask thing is amazing. Yeah. You gotta try the gas mask thing. Your weird friends have never steered you wrong. Yep. Even when we've steered you wrong. Okay. Sorry, doing car stuff. Um, so, the they start going down. They're like, okay, everyone, uh, now virgins pick your tranny. So they all start picking, like, I'll take the one with the sword, I'll take the one with the axe, and like... Maybe this shit will be painless. Yeah. And... Very quickly, all the trannies that actually have weapons are picked, and I'm second to last person in line. And when I go to pick, there's only two people left, uh, one of which is the one dude, and he is armed with nothing. They go, uh, what did you get for a weapon? He goes, um, I got two middle fingers, and he just starts flipping off the director. And the last girl just had a balloon, so I'm like, they're like, so, uh, New Hampshire guy, what do you, who do you want? I'm like... Uh, I'll take, uh, I'll take the double deuce. I'll take the guy with two middle fingers. And they're like, okay. Gotta respect that moxie. Yeah. So, he comes down, and they go, okay, on three, uh, trannies fight to the death. One, two, three. And all the trannies start doing rock, paper, scissors. And unfortunately, my tranny lost to the girl who was next to me who was really nervous. So she's still up on stage, and I get to leave I'm like, Sorry. Um, <laughs> so she's there, she's all worried, I'm like, hope it goes well, and <laughs> hilariously, one tr or after my trainee loses, he just kind of stands there, and then one of the other ones goes, dude, you're supposed to like pretend dead, he goes, oh, and he just falls to the ground. Yeah, every Rocky production dead. is a train wreck, yeah. <laughs> and in my head, I'm like, was that intentional? <laughs> if not, this is hilarious. It's called acting. <laughs> acting. Um, so that happens and then the people who are up there are so I go back and I take my seat and I turn to the guy with my thank you you fought you fought valiantly in my honor um sir I salute you yep so he I go down take my seat and they do the cherry popping ceremony which is the balloons that they brought out they hand to the last contestants and the first two people to win, or first people to be able to pop their balloon between their knees, have to uh, partake in the show. And the girl who was nervous wound up winning, but I know for a fact she said something to them and they went on to whoever the third victor was. They're not um, mean at Rocky, yeah. but... Yeah, unless you speak out of turn during yeah. the shouting. Then you deserve it, yeah, yeah. but they're not gonna like publicly ridicule yeah. you. So they take those two people, and they bring it back, it's a guy and a girl, and they have to pretend to be, or later in the show there's a wedding, and these two people have to pretend to be the people who got married. Um, because the wedding lasts for all of like six seconds, and then that catalyzes the engagement of the two main characters, which so, is and, and the So, and part of this is the point. fact that the characters that they are now portraying are confused as fuck. Yes. Throughout the movie, and that's kind of on theme for what they're doing. Like, yeah. Part of the mystique of a Rocky Horror event is, if you're not in the, it, 
like my favorite commercial of all time, which is the uh, Old Spice Experience one, starring Bruce Campbell talking about what you're pretty sure is sex, but isn't the entire time. If you don't have it, you can't get it, but you certainly don't need less of it. That's kind <laughs> of the Rocky mentality. <laughs> that is an amazing description. If you've never had any, if you've never had any to begin with, people just seem to know words experience now fade in kind of thing. Yeah. Um, so, let's see. Yeah, those people, they do the marriage thing, and then the two actresses who play Brian and uh, Janet uh, proceeded to take over for the rest of the yeah. play. But for a good while, basically up until the song um, Time Warp. Let's do the Time Warp again. Which also, I understand why people like this movie for the music. The music is it's good. It's catchy. It's, yeah. it's of an era where they made good movie, music movies. I, I don't know what you yeah. call those. Musicals. musicals. <laughs> I, I never think of movies as capable of being musicals. Because of all the theater I used to do, I'm like, no, the musicals are fucking only on stages. Like, those movie things are weird and yep. wrong. Yep. So, that could, or they do a fantastic job with pretty much the entire production, and we proceed to watch the whole movie uh, with them acting in front of it. Um, the... I knew so little going into this film about what the actual movie was about. Yeah. And... Well, it's so like, much not about what seen, the movie's about. Yeah, everyone's seen, like, pictures of and they've all... Everyone knows Dr. Frankfurter. Very few people I'm realizing, like, when my friend was like... My friend got cast in the role of Rocky, and I realized when she sent me a picture of, like, this is what Rocky's like... I have no fucking clue about this yeah, character. And, I didn't know that and, was in the movie. To be fair, like, trying to explain the plot of what Rocky is without oh, seeing the difficult. movie, it's impossible. Like that yeah. movie, that, that movie for me, if you're trying to follow it exactly standpoint, makes no goddamn sense. Like that, that movie's kind of a... It's the, fully Cooley-ish, kind of. Yeah. Like, there's so many, like, it's not that these plot points couldn't happen. It just jumps between such polarly opposed ones that like one moment the movie's doing something about like sex and love and whatnot. Next thing, people are being turned into statues using a Medusa ray. Yeah, you just gotta let it wash over you. Yeah, like it had it very much. It happens at a rapid pace. It just jumps in timbre. Um, and the music propels it along. And like, there's this one character in the show called Eddie, which is played. He's played by Meatloaf, who wrote a lot of the music in the in the production. Um. And his song is really good because it's guys meatloaf. play it's Meatloaf. Yeah, if you like Meatloaf and you like Bad Out of Hell, this song is just more of what you already are into. Did Meatloaf write anything? I know he did, but like, <laughs> did he ever have anything as successful as Bad Out of Hell? Uh, anything for Love. Um, That's him? Yeah. I never knew I that. Anything for Love, but I wouldn't do I that. I never knew um, that. There's one other huge one. Our Love by the Dashboard Lights is another famous one. Um... I feel like there's one more I'm forgetting that is hugely famous, like anything for love. That uh, if, if anyone like, thought I was a huge Meatloaf fan and their expectations of me are now shattered, <laughs> I do apologize. My uh, dad was a huge Meatloaf fan, is how I come by huh. it. Uh, my dad loves Bound Out of Hell. Um, my only exposure, real exposure, I guess, to Meatloaf in a conscious way is the opening to A Pick of Destiny when he's like beating down Jack Black for having dreams. <laughs> Like, he plays Jack Black's abusive dad, and it's just him being like, you'll never amount to anything! 
<laughs> like that's what I that, that's the only thing I know Meatloaf from. Well, you I know, know he's a musician, which is what makes that scene extra funny. Yeah, but I mean you know him in Fight Club, right? No, I didn't realize he he's a, bitch tits Bob. I did not know that. He's bitch tits Bob in a fat suit. I, I, that's Meatloaf. <laughs> I, I don't spend lots of time researching things that I like. I'm like, I like this. Let's just let's roll with it. That one hit me in the credits, and I saw it. And I was like, what? <laughs> And then I had to look it up after, like, no fucking way. Not fair. I, it's, <laughs> I don't remember. I, if you told me that Fight Club had credits, I'd be like, yeah, never seen them. <laughs> fair. Yeah. Yeah, the whole bunch of buildings collapse and the movie ends. Yeah. And it plays that uh, song. Yeah. Um, but what was I going to say? But yeah, no, I had a great time watching it. Uh, I'm no longer a virgin. I did not have my cherry popped, and I don't know if that matters, so I'll yeah. have to double check in on that one with my friends. Uh. Um, but the the movie was enjoyable. Um, it's time. I don't know if I would enjoy it as much if I was just like at home watching you it by will myself. You um, I, I, I Another thing is that the movie really misses is the Transylvanians yelling at the screen. Yes. Because a lot of their banter is really funny. Yeah, so I... I think the Rocky thing is improved by, for lack of a better phrase, the whole Reddit culty thing. Yeah, like I, it's the Rocky Horror Picture Show is a fun movie. It has a time and a place, but by itself, it's just another in a long list of fantastic cult movies that, if you're a fan of the slightly strange. You should watch at some point in your life. It's it's fine. Like it, it definitely benefits from the Rocky Horror Picture Show experience. Like and it's it, it also amplifies the movie a lot. And it all and so and this is where it gets kind of a little bit more interesting. It was at one point a Broadway show, which is where a bunch of the improvised lines come from. Like Rocky used to be done professionally, the way it's mm -hmm. done. For this, there were some tweaks to it. Obviously, they did the full acting out of it and stuff like that, and that's kind of where some of the stuff came from on it. Mm -hmm. That's now recreated. I, I, I don't think a stage, a real stage production, air quotations, has happened in a long ass time. I think it was on Broadway at one point, but I don't know. Like out in LA, one of the movie theaters attached to one of the theme parks, they have a Rocky Night, and it's a really high quality production of it. That's kind of akin to the stage version of it. But in the Rocky, but you have to like cry out. It's it's done by that movie theater, and that's not really in the spirit of Rocky at that point. Cause it's a production. It's a real thing. Like Rocky's become this kind of by the seat of your pants junk run thing, which has some charm to it. I, there's another version of it out there. So there's another movie called Repo: The Genetic Opera, which Woo! I am a huge. Amazing movie. It, it, when you come to combining a slasher flick and a musical, that's one of the best dumb movies ever made in some dark way. Especially because it inspired a sequel that I'm not sure they're ever officially allowed to call it a sequel, except at the end they play the Repo song as the credits are rolling. So it's obviously the same thing. What movie's that? Um, so they have a movie just called Repo Men, or Repo okay. or something. And I want to say it stars... Um, Fuck, one of the Britishy dudes. Um, not Clive Owen, but does lots of action stuff. And very British. He was the guy in The Young Pope. Um, not Sean Penn? I, 
someone, like he's famous for being British, and like it's the sa- it's the exact same plot as Repo Genetic Opera, just set kind of closer to our timeline, so it's dudes like cutting replacement organs out of people and stuff like that, mm-hmm. and barcode scanning them, and like it's rated R, and there's some fuck and there, there's some fucked up stuff in it. It's it's a different kind of movie than the first one, which is Repo Genetic Opera. But at the end, like, so this, the, if you're into movies with kind of what the fuck twists in them, actually go track down this movie. It's got a really good thing that happens in it. And it's, I can't talk about it without revealing what it is, but that movie goes some places that for what that movie is, it should not go. Yep. Like, it's like, it's like, wow, this is legitimate artistic choice and stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, wow, this is going places and things. But then, so, like, the ending... There's a famous kind of air, audio clip you could pull from your genetic opera, which is... Repo, or something like that. It's a very iconic thing, so... As the movie's fading to black, or there's, like, a logo coming up or something, they play that audio cue, and it's like... We can't officially say these two movies link, but they do. Mm-hmm. Like, this is obviously the same movie as that one because the company in this one is totally the same company from the first one with a slightly different logo. Yep. And the company that and the studio that owns the movie rights the first one owns the rights also made this one kind of thing. But mm-hmm. so in LA at least, I'm not sure it caught on outside of LA, we get the Rocky horror treatment done to repo genetic opera. Really? Yeah. But because it's repo there's a splatter zone. Nice. Yeah. So I've got two things to say, which is one, all right, don't let me forget that I've been to another production similar to re, or to the Rocky Horror Picture Experience, except it was not Rocky. It was Dr. Horrible Sing a lot of blog, right? Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I was there, there for that. Yeah. Oh shit, yeah, you were. I was one that organized that night. Yeah, and we drank... they fucking played it on Hulu on a projector in a shitty movie theater, yep. and we had to sit through goddamn Old Spice commercials with yeah. Neil Patrick Harris because they were literally streaming this shit from Hulu in the most fantastically illegal way ever. And we dragged Chrissy along. And some other people, I think. But I don't remember. No. It was a small group. Maybe, Maybe Kenny, Kenny came. Was there, yeah. Because I know there was only like four of us. Yeah. But we dragged Chrissy along, and I remember her being like, Guys, how did you know I love Buffy the Vampire Slayer so much? We're like, I did it. <laughs> like, we don't care. <laughs> yeah. We're here for Dr. Horrible. <laughs> I gave, I paid $40 and got access to this. I got I got four tickets for forty dollars. I had to find four people. Yep. I found three of them easily. But so the best part of the night, or what you're going to enjoy the most, was so this was a college production. Their parents were in the audience, and the best one by far was this poor father, who this guy is what I would describe as a New Hampshire man's Why? man. Why? This guy is there in like Orvis pants a hunting orange shirt and this is all held on with suspenders and this dude's like six foot three and he's got that like hands in his pockets trying to touch his shoulders up to his ear posture his ears posture and like this guy had to like this guy must go hunting on the weekends and like loves football probably played football massive dude and the look of like confusion yeah. and horror blend together on this poor guy's face. He's probably watching his daughter 
that he's never seen this side of ever before. I'm like, oh man, I feel so bad for you, dude. Why you do would not... you bring your parents to Rocky? <laughs> that is that is a lifestyle choice at that point. Yeah. Like, oh, that is. I have, wow. I have no idea, but very like good on this guy for coming out and supporting his child no matter what the sir that's on thing, par like, with like finding out your daughter strips or something yeah and then and she going invited there, you to and then uh, going there and night. throwing money to be supportive like yeah. that's the level of weird we're talking she about she invited you to amateur night come see if you have a hidden talent yeah. at the bowl. yeah yeah so it was it, that will uh that part i mean i'm gonna go with kudos to the guy for showing yeah, up that no. was absolutely the part i'm like you know what, maybe Charlie's deity visited me last night. Had a good deity. Yeah. He does oh, shit. Oh, God. So, would you like to explain to the fine people of Mixler your adventure today? Oh, God. So, I... I, I don't... I, well, as we mentioned, we're going to go see a Guar show. Um, we will not be doing a Mixler after the Guar show unless I really make some poor life choices between now and the end of the Guar show, but... Uh, because me and Jeff will not have enough voice to talk after the Guar show. Yep. But so, um, for those not familiar with Guar, Guar is a, um, they're a different kind of metal band. Shock rock. Uh, yeah, but like, they're not even shock rock. Like, uh, they're just Guar. They, they exist. I've, they exist on that same tier as Rammstein, though, where even if you don't necessarily like metal, there is something at their show you can probably enjoy because it's a it, it's a giant giant production and to kind of give you a perspective on this the last time i saw guar the show ended with the band feeding people from the audience into a giant meat grinder that was the back of the set while playing teenage wasteland and just shooting geysers of fake stage blood out over the audience to, again, to Teenage Wasteland. Additionally, Time Magazine put together like a 200 things to do, or 500 things to do before you die list. Guar cracks the top 100. And the Guar concert is on said list. Yeah, it, it is a time, like it's... <laughs> Last time I saw Guar, I must have been texting my dad about this, and they were out doing something, and he informs my mom that they're seeing Guar, and a stranger turns around to my dad and goes, I'm sorry, sir, did you just say your son's out seeing Guar? My dad goes, and he goes, you raised a cool kid if Guar is seeing Guar. <laughs> Makes like, me wonder what this stranger looks I, like. But... They were at the symphony or something, like really? some respectable-ass <laughs> event. So this was extra weird, like some adult-ass adult thing was going on, and someone was like, excuse me, I must interject, is your progeny seeing Guar? <laughs> yes, quite, quite, quite. Good parenting, good parenting. Have you seen the uh, the Metal Ocalypse extra where Murderface gets a phone call at the opera? Yes. Oh my god, that is amazing. <laughs> yeah, but so... Yeah, in, in preparation for this, I thought I'd do so. So, Guar is the one metal show out there you're not only supposed to dress up for, you're supposed to dress up in white. At least a white shirt, because... You really want to capture that whole being splatter zone thing. Hang on. Just making sure we're still live, and we are. Sweet. Yeah, this is a 
process. We'll get better at this eventually, I swear. Yep. So on the third annual, on the third <laughs> annual founders <laughs> meeting. Yeah. Yeah. I, so, and the first time I saw Gore, I very distinctly remember Gore selling some shirts that read like this shirt. I I ruined a perfectly good T-shirt at the, the concert date. War show and I, I didn't think to buy one at the time. I've regretted ever since. I have very few concert purchase regrets. That is one of them, kind of thing. And I decided I'm going to make my own. And I do a batch, and the um, wonderfully talented Something Wicked Studios graphics department the best. goes, You know who you are? You're the best. Goes, yeah, no, th this is horse shit. Like, if you're gonna go to this thing and you're gonna make a goddamn shirt, we're gonna make sure you have the right shirt for this. So, she goes and designs a full-on logo for us and I emergency print it and have it shipped to uh, Boston where I'm crashing with my parents for the time being. Because wonderful Argyle is still happening and Guar mm -hmm. is closer to that to Boston than it is Argyle. But, so, I digress. I ship at UPS. Something, uh, uh, through a variety of chain events that are just dumb, we miss a delivery at 10 a.m. in the morning. At like 4 p.m. in the afternoon, me and Jeff are fucking booking it across the part of Boston to track down a UPS truck that has our shirts in it. Because through witchcraft, we have successfully tracked them down and arranged for us to be allowed to roll up and be like, hey, you got my package? Voodoo and ritual sacrifice yeah. for those shirts. But it's a, it's one of those most, like, deity moments of Charlie's that's, okay, the truck with your package on it is in front of the following store right now. Go you get have, it. You have 20 minutes to get to that truck should you accept this mission. Like... If ever a video game fetch quest was done in real life, me and Jeff just did it. Yeah. If they, uh, fuck it, if it was the fucking Matrix, we just did it. Yeah. One of these eagle eye movies, like, you have 13 seconds to jump off that bridge in front of you. Like, you have 20 minutes to meet up with this yeah. truck. Or forever lose the pertinent information to finding your target. Your package is on the truck. Retrieve the package yep. by any means necessary. Yep. What, what, do it. So we left a wake of carnage, or a whole shit ton of carnage in our wake, just corpses, bodies, blood everywhere. Yeah. Because we had to hack and slash and slash and hack our way to get to this fucking truck. Um, by the time we got there, guys, the guy realized, oh, you two must be going to a Guar show tonight, because I was already wearing a white t-shirt before Charlie handed me this amazingly superior one. And like, sorry, there was a lot of little old people well, like, that so just couldn't we, get out of my way. Roll enough. up on this truck, and the guy's like, "Holy shit, you got here quick!" We're like, "Dude, we have been looking for your ass all goddamn day." It was compound with the fact the location they told us to go to came up in Google as like two different addresses. Oh yeah, no, this was Boston. some like split questing of like, okay, Alpha Team, you go to point A, we'll go to point B. Where's Rachel? Where is she? <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. And we got there in time that this guy was still unloading his truck to make the delivery he had gone there Supposed before. to be making, yeah. Yeah. So, we, we officially did a real life fetch quest. Uh, yeah. 
And then today I additionally got another visit from Charlie's deity because I'm just getting the impression Charlie's deity is concert going. He may or may not be Teal Linderman, I've learned. Yep. So what in a previous life was Teal Linderman the god of? Uh, answer can't be industrial metal. Chaos. Chaos, sure. Fire. Okay, fire, I'll give you Maybe fire. Maybe some combination of the two that results in war? I, I don't know. Con consumption of human flesh? I, yeah, I, something Aztecian, probably. Oh uh, yeah, that's another thing. I was not expecting the cannibalism side plot rock your picture show. Yeah. Um, was it Brian knows, Janet knows, Rocky doesn't give a fuck. Um... Oh, so Charlie's deity visited me again today, and I'm driving around trying to get to Charlie's place, and a car proceeds to, I just watched this guy get out of the car, go in front of the car, pop the hood, and just start fucking around with stuff without turning his hazard lights on. I'm like, huh, no hazard, no hazard lights, and this guy's going to try and fix something under the hood. Either he thinks he can do this before this light changes, or he's a fucking idiot. Let's do this, motherfucker! <laughs> yeah. You've got 30 seconds on the clock. Let's throw down! So, I know for a fact that I made it through that light, and he wasn't done with whatever he was doing, so he certainly didn't beat the light. That oh. does sound like something my deity would find amusing. <laughs> oh. Now I'm waiting for what he's gonna, what he has in store for our parking scenario. We're just here. going to Gwar. He's happy with that. It's like, oh, <laughs> you, I see you got my, I see you got my worship covered for the evening. Coolio, you're, you're visiting the Temple of Righteousness. Yes. You gotta go sacrifice at my altar. Yeah, you gotta go sacrifice at my altar. I've already seen at least one sexy nun today. <laughs> yeah, I. I forgot it was Halloween weekend when we were walking around. I'm like, this shit is going on. Why are people dressed up as duff can of death bottles? I love watching girl, like sorority girls in New England during this type of season because they, look they all because they all look cold and they all have the exact same pose, which is arms folded at the elbows because they're all freezing. Yeah. Because it's still October in New England. And to be fair, it's a warm October this year, but it's still it's like it's still not exactly it's still mini not, skirt it's weather. Not mini skirt weather. <laughs> I actually had the thought to myself the other day, I'm like, we need to push October, we need to push Halloween up a month or two so that it's warmer for when girls nah, dress like this. Nah, 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 man. <laughs> Halloween needs to be called so you can wear an appropriate Halloween outfit and not freeze to death. <laughs> you can hoe it up and not die. You, you passed. I've told you about how, or I know I've mentioned this one on the podcast before, but just the story of when me and my brother were, went to see the Toronto Maple Leafs was in December, and it was a Santa Claus-themed, uh, what's it called? Santa Claus-themed bar crawl. And we saw tons of guys and girls in, uh, like, Mr. and Mrs. Claus outfits, and most girls were wearing pants, some were wearing leggings, and there was one girl we walked past who was just straight mini-skirt in the middle of December, like, that girl has got shots. Or yeah, she, you she's Canadian. Her. It's warm because this isn't Moose Jaw, Saskatchewan. Like, what's it always Moose Jaw, Saskatchewan? Moose Jaw, because or for me that's because that's where Clark, the Canadian hockey goalie, is from. Fair. And the story of when I met a guy coming back from Minnesota is like the most miserable place on this planet is Moose Jaw, Saskatchewan. 
Saskatchewan in general ain't great. Oh, sure, yeah. No, it's fucking... Well, our Saskatchewan-based listeners, we're sorry. You our deepest Sus- sympathies. You live in Saskatchewan. We hope we bring you happiness. Yep. Which we probably don't, because we're fans of the Boston Bruins. Yeah. As people, we feel bad. As hockey fans, go die in a pit. <laughs> Just dig that pit, throw yourselves in, and die there. That's what we think of you. Thank you for your continued listenership. We appreciate you all. Yes. <laughs> all six of you people that live in Saskatchewan. Holy God. What do you think the odds are Alex is going to listen to this podcast? Uh, with none, because it doesn't contain him. Not live. Actually, no, fuck but... it. We need to call his ass out and say something about him, so he has to listen to this. I... Where is Alex this Saturday? Back from Vegas, so I don't know, doing something. No, no, he must have been left in Vegas or something. I'm betting that he's no. currently drunk under a roulette table while his girlfriend tries to tug him out from underneath it. Be like, come on, this was supposed to be a good birthday. And he's like, no, one more deal, spin the wheel. <laughs> yeah, I I don't know. I, someone recently went to Vegas. I I don't get the world's fascination with Vegas. I just kind of, I'm like, I get it, but at the same time, I'm like, this is just a little bit sad being here. Like, it's it's hard to combat the happiness and the depression simultaneously. Like, wow, I'd have a great time. Like, even if you're winning, I'm having a great time winning. And then you look around, and it's just... And then you see what's around you, yeah. yeah the carcass of Nevada. Yeah. Um, or the carcass of Vegas. Maybe a poor choice of words given recent events, but... Oh, sorry, I did not mean to put that... <laughs> no. I did not put those two things together, I just, but... I just, just came to me, I'm like, oh, maybe we should talk about Vegas. Yeah. Sorry about that, but, like... Yeah. Yeah, no, I... I I'll put this in terms of Mohegan Sun in Connecticut. Yeah, that's a better that, metaphor. That's closer Let's to shit us. talk the Mohegan. Yeah. Where it's like... This I've, pinnacle of greatness surrounded by Connecticut. <laughs> but like, my cousin... I've talked to my cousin about going to, like, comedy shows at Mohegan Sun. He's like, it's horrible because, like, every single stand-up comedian goes and they're trying, like, their best to, like, get these people in, interested and, like, talk about... and, like, make these people laugh and they all just lost ten grand in their, like grocery money on gambling and they're all strung out and miserable and it's like this just isn't a great place to be Mohegan Sun's not filling you with booze the way the ones in Vegas are like that place is that we only make money type of operation yep yeah no definitely sure you'll be able to start buying Overwatch loot boxes there soon shots fired pew 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 oh, pew I, I, Okay, so I'm probably misremembering this some, but I know I definitely saw a video of some gambling parlor that had the infamous Metal Gear Solid 3 Pachinko machines are out there. This was like some straight up slot machine shit, I think, that was maybe not officially Overwatch themed, but Tracer with an S at the end. Was or tracers or like a tracer was totally on this machine, and you were playing for loot boxes if I remember correctly. Like oh the goal God. was to get the loot box, and it, like the the video was like this. I don't totally get what the game was, but it was like it may have been like find the fucking loot box or something or something. No, it was it was like fucking um. That case show on TV where a bunch of people hold the case and you're trying to oh, let's narrow make it. A deal? Yeah, that sounds right. It was like, let's make a deal style thing because they, they kept like selecting ones to say no to and shit. But every time they hit one, 
did the fucking loot box opening animation from Overwatch of like that explosion thing. Yep. I'm like, oh my god, <laughs> this is amazing and terrible. Oh my god. Well, the video I saw, the person got the jackbox, the jackpot on it, but it still was like, man, that's fucked. Yeah, no, that's some great A fucked right there. Yeah, it, it was it was special. <laughs> but it's I, I, on one hand, like, part of me is kind of like, just don't fucking buy them. But I also like since we talked about that on the podcast. I've heard some stuff, there's a couple games out there that if they know they have a heavily invested whale in the game, they'll start making, like, specific content releases aimed explicitly at that, like, one person, because they know they'll buy it, where it's like, oh, this person likes this sports team, let's put something in there that sure as fuck kind of looks like that sports team or something, it might just be some shirts or some shit, and we'll charge way too much fucking money for it. Some yep. other people may pick it up, but, like, we totally know this one dude who spent, like, a half million bucks on our game will fucking buy this for a thousand bucks right off the bat. Yep. And that's that's where I start getting uncomfortable. Like, the more I dug into it, the more I started reading up on kind of the idea of if you're looking at kind of the free-to-play, loot boxy that type of model of things, you need to start looking at how you analyze that data. And where I'm really uncomfortable with it is the whole idea that that data is going into a game, which this whole thing is analyzing kind of how to play back against you, which means they're kind of halfway there, meaning we're now at a point where we can totally write proper programs with enough machine learning to actually analyze and then segment the population that plays shit into usable data that you can target as a result. Mm -hmm. I mean... Ever since psychology has gotten much more strong... Ever since Steam hired a psychologist... Well, it's more than Steam. Well, the things you're complaining about go yeah. so much further than video games. Yeah. Like, they know how to properly organize a supermarket in order to get you to buy more things. Yeah. To, to make, oh, we want this thing to sell more. Like, the whole they're-in-your-head thing's just true. Yeah. Like, it helps to be aware of it, but at the same time, they know what a smart mark is, like... They know that you're aware of it. Um, and if you are, they know how to market to you in that way too. Like, it always pisses me off in that. So, one of the technologies that we have, like, this is gonna sound like some conspiracy shit, but I really don't feel that Fuck it, it's the stuff. Mixler. We so, get all weird in this. Yeah. So, your phone nowadays is capable of recognizing your face. And this technology was sold to us on the idea of, oh, if you're watching a video and you look away for a minute, it pauses the video, it resumes it when you look back. And it sounds like, oh, wow, what a cool practical thing. So, what do what is this thing actually for? They know exactly what you're looking at when you look at, like, your Facebook page and stuff. They know exactly where your eyes are going, and they know whether how much you pay attention to what thing. And they absolutely know, like, I know this happens in my Facebook thing, but it probably happens to everyone else, too. If you wind up looking at, like, Someone else has a post on, say, the Patriots. I'm going to use a, our football and the Patriots. And I sit there and either I watch a video on it or I stare at, like, one of my friends has something to do with it. They take all of their combined processing data from object recognition that they're doing because that technology is just getting strong. Yeah. And 
they then proceed to try and like, oh, the Patriots are in his mind right now. And they'll immediately run an advertisement for like, you know, Patriots season tickets, NFL Network, like that, that stuff just fucking happens. Well, so I, on top of that, so I have my Google account linked to my work computer, my home computer. And as a result of this, Facebook, I look at a lot more kind of commercially driven stuff at work, oddly enough. Like, I look at parts pages and stuff like that. So as a result, my personal Facebook is fucking covered with, like, advertisements for winch systems and motors and oh, stuff yeah. like that, which I find unbelievably entertaining. My Amazon it's account also creepy. is so confused. Yeah. It thinks I love paintball guns, anime, video games, and, like, solenoids and resistors so far, and three-phase motors. <laughs> I don't know. This all I never order true. any of those in my spare time. A pile of solenoids hanging around your apartment, just like that's yeah, my solenoid Sorry, would pile. Would you like to buy a PLC for home use? No. Yes. <laughs> um. Sorry. Would, yeah. you, would you not buy a PLC for home use? I don't have anything to make it do. Uh, you, know, you say that, but imagine what you could do with a PLC for home use. <laughs> I could make a thing that could like fought I don't know, fire. Cereal spoons across the kitchen. Yeah, or something? like fucking yeah, you could. Oh yeah, I can make. A, I could wind up like that girl on YouTube who made the like alarm clock with the, the shitty robots. Yeah. yeah, the shitty robots and like the one that held out the spoon and flung it at her. Or whatever. Yeah, yeah. I get. Or I guess I have just as much technical prowess to produce things like that, but mine would work about as well as <laughs> well as hers do. Um. But yeah, so I hate or I hate the uh, face recognition software that Facebook's just using now, and it always pisses me off when I'll watch a uh, sponsor content because I'm like, damn it, they fucking got me! They got me! I I've started getting a little more aggressive with actually how much stuff I like unfollow or whatever on Facebook if it's a. I fall up for clickbait like I fall for clickbait like everyone else does, but I've now gotten to a point where if clickbait then takes me to a page that I have to hit next on multiple times to get oh, to yeah. the entire article or something, I will actually stop. Like I will go through the effort of unfollowing or unliking or whatevering whatever got me there because I've reached a point where I'm like, nah, fuck this, I'm not doing this anymore. Buzzfeed's list-based content. A listicles I'm okay with in some ways. It's when it takes you to like a gallery where it's like, the article is actually 19 pages that you have to click in between, like lists oh, yeah. are whatever. Well, they're, they're trying to get as much ad revenue as possible. Yeah. Also, they've definitely figured out how to like place advertisements in the middle of pages so that when you're clicking the next button, but the page is still half loading, you'll accidentally click on an advertisement. Yeah. They're, they've definitely figured that out. Someone definitely sat down and went, how can I recreate this? Yeah. This is a desired effect. How can yeah. I make this happen twice? No, it's, it's a very... Someone at one point even told me that, like, a, I remember I was reading something, like, there was a law or a rule recently passed that's, like, that's starting to set rules for how visible the X on pop-up ads has to be or something. So you can actually close them on a mobile device. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, because that's a pain in the dick. Yeah, I guess something got passed where it's like, no, there's now rules about it out there or something. And it's like, yeah, no, this is a real thing now. It's I like, mean, honestly, good luck enforcing that because in my experience, 90% of the websites that have that problem aren't exactly legitimate in the first place. Yeah. 
Or at the very least, the content they're providing rarely is. Yeah. What is this? That appears to be smoke. Oh. I hope that's a sign of industry. Ah, uh, that looks like steam, not smoke. It's white. Yeah. Well, hopefully it's just an industrial building or just your deity work, I guess. I, I feel like I drove by this coming down from New York to get here, you, and I was yeah, super taken... confused by the blinking light because I couldn't see the tower at the time. Mm -hmm. I don't remember there being this much smoke or fog, though. I say you definitely would have taken Route 90 to get here. Well, I was playing along. Uh, we're, we're driving by what... Uh, there's a giant kind of ominous white cloud hanging out over the woods we're driving past right now that... We can't see from the angle we're at right now, but coming down the hill at it, it was, huh, through some low-ass flying fog or something that's had more ominous. Now it smells like matches. Yeah, that's, that's might be a controlled burn. Maybe. I don't know. New England doesn't really do those. Bonfires, technically. Technically. It is Halloween weekend, after all. Yeah. Well, I mean, most bonfires are supposed to be done by sundown, aren't they? No. No? All right. Why would you do a bonfire before sundown? It's not dark yet. I guess I'm just thinking leaf burnings. Yeah, leaf burnings are different. Yeah. Because we definitely do that. Yeah, bonfires are like throw a door in there or shit or whatever. <laughs> Get some pallets. Yeah. Oh my god, I was listening to uh, guys at hockey talking about apparently some kid in New Hampshire started a pallet fire in his bedroom. Uh-oh. <laughs> yeah, so that was half a building. Yeah. So... Don't start pallet fires. Just, yeah. Or please don't do them indoors. Yeah. I've, don't start fires indoors? That no, aren't so candles? Don't or fireplaces? Do, don't do pallet fires because, so... I had a bonfire once, and there was a bunch of, like, scrap lumber pulled out of, like, pallets and stuff like that. I think the basis of the fire was actually someone stacked a shit ton of pallets up yep. to make the center mass and then put stuff around it. Yep. I don't know what happened, but... Maybe it was the heat or something, but started popping out red-hot nails at people. Ugh. Like, they weren't going super fast, but, like, a couple of them whizzed by people and hit trees and shit like that, and we got stuck dealing with them. I left shortly after that, but I don't remember what was going on, but I remember there being flying, superheated nails popping out. Mm -hmm. And it was like, yeah, never do that. Maybe it's staples. I, I just remember... They're held together with staples. Yeah, I remember hot metal coming out of this. People got kind of slightly t uh, spurned with it. But it was like, hey, yeah, just don't fucking put pallets inside you're planning on burning, apparently. Huh. So I've definitely been in more than one pallet fire. And usually yeah. the trick is you disassemble the pallet. You don't put it in Yeah, this was very pallet. much like these were stacked pallets of... Yeah. Someone built a structure and lit that shit on fire. I guess if we're going to be soapboxing for a little bit, it's never a bad time to say, do not burn particle board. Uh... <laughs> For those who are not aware, it is covered in a chemical known as phenol formaldehyde. It's quite uh, not good for your lungs. It's how, or I know about this because I'm a, I do plastics and chemistry, and that is the root chemical to making Bakelite. And uh, it's bad for your, bad for you. I know it because it gives some people rashes. Yeah, I don't think I need to tell, or I shouldn't need to explain anything with the word formaldehyde in it. It's toxic. We Very. use the preserve preserve shit. You know how you preserve shit? You Poison. cover in something so fucking toxic, no bacteria can live on it, no matter how fucking hard it tries. Yeah. That's how bad for you formaldehyde yeah. is. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> yeah. Oh. See, we are getting close. Yeah, we are. 
There we are. Just got out of town faster than I thought we were going to. I was expecting. When I talked to my parents about this trip earlier, I was like, "Is there anything I need to worry about about it being Halloween?" Well, like, am I going to like, Worcester? Yeah, I'm like, "Are we going to have to worry about parking or anything like that?" And my dad was like, "No, you probably won't have to worry about anything like that." But Route 90 might be crowded, and apparently, it just wasn't. Well, to be fair, we're driving at a weird time of the night. Like, yeah, coming back, we might hit some more. Like, we're we're, we're driving at like peak, get to a bar and get hammered and hit on ladies or. Men time, like yeah, hit on people in costume yeah. time. We're at peak social hour. Yeah, that's why we're going to a concert. Yep. Yeah. I'm kind of curious if Guar will even acknowledge the fact it's Halloween weekend. I really hope they do. I'm... So there are so many things I want to warn you about Guar shows. No, no, no but don't. I know I do can't not. because I can't take that away from you. No, this is gonna. This is just going to be like the shock weekend for me where I get the the system shock of seeing Rocky Horror Picture for the first time and I'm going to get to see uh, Guar for the first time. Yeah. Like, there is going to be Jeff Pre this weekend and Jeff Post this weekend. Changed, man. You grow like, yeah. you come out this weekend, it's a full beard, like, down your stomach. Like, yes, I was once not bearded. <laughs> I've grown as an adult. <laughs> I've seen things. I mean, me with a beard is a pretty typical sight, but not that kind of beard. Fucking Gandalf the redding it up. <laughs> Gandolfing it up as opposed to, uh, what's it called? As opposed to just like lumberjacking it? No, no, no. He got older, feebler, more magic uh, adept, though. Took up smoking, too. Yep. Smoking like corn Hanging pipe. out with hobbits. <laughs> oh, God. Grew like three feet, apparently. <laughs> it's not I grew. I didn't get taller. They just got shorter. That's fair. That's fair. Huh. Yeah. So I don't know if we want to reel this thing in soon because probably the next like I'm sorry, couple we... minutes is probably gonna be me going. Okay, what do I do here? Yeah, do maybe. <laughs> I don't know. We're passing a factory of terror billboard. I feel like that maybe deserves a little attention. That this is true. We are what are and they have zombie passes. Yeah. And I hate Halloween in LA. Mm-hmm. Except I do get to learn what Rob Zombie no thinks of me what what zombie thinks of mazes, so I think I saw I actually kind of regret or the one thing I wish I like mentioned on our last podcast was the Devil's Reject series. They're getting a sequel. I, yeah, I, was saying, I just heard that Rob Zombie's gonna make another one. They're making another Dexter one. Movie. It's not clear if it's a sequel or a prequel or they're describing Whatever. it as a Devil's Rejects sequel, which, yeah. obviously, the first movie in that series is House of a Thousand Corpses. Yeah. Um, and they are a lot of years separated from each other, aren't they? I don't remember. I I know I've seen both. I know I liked House of a Thousand Corpses more than I like Devil's Rejects. <laughs> I think Devil's Rejects got a little bit too... House of a Thousand Corpses had, like some plot kind of going on with it still. Like, there, yeah. there was some logic to it. Devil's Rejects started, like, doubling down on, like... Like, the road movie aspect of yeah. it. Yeah. Like, it's a lot more time spent... A lot more time spent with the killers as opposed to, yeah. like... With horror stuff going on. I mean, that's kind of its charm, but also at the same time, I can see where you're coming from. My big problem with the movie, uh, The Devil's Rejects, is the, uh... 
there's a giant gaping plot hole in the fact that um, they never address Dr. Satan living under the house. Like, no, just don't, the, don't bother addressing it. Yeah, like, the entire beginning of the movie falls apart when you realize there's an entire army of people who live under this house. Yeah. Um, and that one always drove me nuts. And then how they didn't address Tiny until the very, like, I guess, spoiler, they don't address Tiny until the very end of the fucking movie. Oh, this is going to be interesting. Fuck, fuck, fuck a duck, screw a kangaroo. <laughs> Driving here fucking sucks. I have never seen two exits within five fucking feet of each other like that. Yeah, that's, that's a choice. Yeah. And what was that song you were singing? You've never heard the fuck, fuck, fuck a duck song? No, I've never heard this song. Uh, should I sing the entire version of it, the real version? Uh, I mean, you don't have to do it on Mixler, but no, I'd I, like to know it. That's fuck, fuck, fuck a duck, screw a kangaroo, 69 of porcupine, orgy at a zoo. <laughs> I, I don't know where I learned that fucking song. 69 of porcupine, orgy at a zoo. Orgy at the zoo, I... Mommy's no Alex. <laughs> yes, I'm a very mature oh, individual. God. <laughs> we were walking around earlier, and you, I'm like, I chose, I, maybe it was before I actually was hanging out with, I think it was when I hang out with my parents, and I said something along the lines of, like, I choose my words very carefully or something, I had to stop myself from saying that's out in public, and, yeah, I don't call people goat fuckers that were thinking about it first. <laughs> very specific with that insult. Oh, man. Today we're going to see Guar, and your nickname, or not necessarily nickname for me, but you have called me Fish Whore before. And I feel like that's almost tied in. Is it? This fucking a fish is one of their songs. Is, is it? I know they've got fucking an animal. I thought they had one about. No, fish that's too. um the guy from Nine Inch. No, that's no, fu fuck you like. Or, I want to fuck you like an animal. Okay, my, my, my fucking an animal is definitely. Gore. I don't know. I I'd be more interested in Nine Inch Nails if that guy is saying about fucking an animal. No, that one's I want to fuck you like an animal. I, or no, you want to fuck me like an animal. You I want don't to burn know. me on the inside. I'm not a big Perfect Trent Reznor fan. That's the name of the song. I'm not a big Reznor fan. I kind of wish he was weirder every once in a while. Like, <laughs> guy takes himself a little too seriously for the industrial metal world. Mm -hmm. Dude is into being Trent Reznor, and I'm like, eh. But what so, if Trent Reznor wasn't Trent Reznor? So... Probably gonna start shutting that down. Yeah. To do parking ideally. Might as well shut it down on that note. Uh, but yeah, if you've been, if you're catching an archive, thanks for listening to it. If you're catching to the podcast, thank you for being a subscriber to the Wicked Awesome Cast. It will be in the feed there. If you caught this live, thanks for tuning in. Um, I'm, I'm I'm Charlie. He's Jeff. I was I was Jeff. Uh, we are the founders of the Wicked Studios. Um, I think I said this last time we did this. Maybe we'll do more of these in the future. Who the hell knows? But, yeah. Later. Later.